everybody, and welcome back to All Revved Up with Father Denoto, Father Anthony C. Denoto, the interim rector here at Christ Church. Father Tony, how are you today? Good, good afternoon, Ben. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. And today we're going to be talking about the Pastoral Care Committee with uh, Tammy Dunlap, the chair of the committee, one of the chairs of the committee. Um, and uh, I'm excited about it. How's your week been? Well, it's, uh, believe it or not, we're getting ready for Lent. And uh, it, it, it seems like we just uh, had uh, homecoming Sunday in September. And here we are. Yes. Getting, Christmas is done and we're getting ready for Lent. When I looked at the calendar and I saw those purple numbers on the days, I thought, good Lord, where did the time go? <laughs> and, Absolutely. And that sort, of, sort of leads into what uh, I wanted to say about the Pastoral Care Commission from the clergy perspective, it's such a critically important ministry that Tammy is the leader, leader of. The, Absolutely. The, all of the, the things that they do in conjunction and in collaboration with, with uh, Father Al and I is just so important. And uh, I'm glad to have her on today to kind of give her a chance to uh, talk a little bit about her ministry. Absolutely. And without further ado, here is Tammy Dunlap. Tammy, take it away. Good morning. Good morning, Father. Tammy, how are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Good. Good. Um, you know, it's uh, pastoral care is often misunderstood by some people as if, you know, it, it can only be done by the, by the pastor. And that's just a misnomer. And I think that Christ Church has a, 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 a vibrant and committed pastoral care commission. And it's such an important uh, part of what we do together as clergy and, and lay leaders. And I think that, uh, you know, we'd love to hear about how you got involved in it, um, how you uh, sort of incorporated yourself into the parish and uh, what your responsibilities are as leader of the, of the commission. So sure. take it away. Sure, yes, um, I've been, part of the Pastoral Care Commission for about six years now. When we first moved up here and became parishioners at Christ Church, uh, I, I felt the need to be able to reach out um, to the community and to our other parishioners who might be homebound. I had done some other things like that in the past, and this was just another extension of that. So Shirley Andrews actually was the one who brought me in. She, of course, was our longtime leader who yeah. retired from the position last year. And I took over in January, uh, about November, December of, of 21, but actually took over officially in 22, 23, excuse me. So um, we have 15 members of our pastoral care commission. They are both uh, lay and you and Father Al um, are part of our members as well. We are an extension extension of your pastoral care ministry. You are the first point of contact for pastoral care for our, for our parishioners, but then we are there to help you reach all those people because there's only so many hours in your day. So what the Pastoral Care Commission does is we keep a continuing list of parishioners and homebound who uh, uh, homebound parishioners who cannot make it into our services here at the yeah. parish. They can't come into Sunday services. Um, so we 
we meet them where they are at their home. We do this in, in two different ways. One is a friendly visitor where we just go, we visit with them. We usually take them a weekly bulletin. We might take them a meal that we keep, uh, we keep some frozen meals that we can take with them, uh, with us to go give to them. And we just sit and visit with them and let these people know that they are still a part of our community, even though they are not able to come into church proper. Right. So that would be a friendly visitor, uh, a part of our ministry. The other part is being a Eucharistic visiting minister. And that's when we actually take the Eucharist to people who want to receive communion. We right. have currently, we have uh, five people that are trained by the diocese to be Eucharistic ministers mm -hmm. that we can come out and administer that to people. Um, it, of course, during COVID, it became very important for people. And as we bring ourselves out of that now. I know it's been very slow to kind of bring ourselves out. It's a continuing ministry to continue to meet those people in their homes. So uh, it's, you know, I, I find it vital. And, and, and the work we have done along the way has been many fold. It's, it's the visiting with them, just saying hello, making sure they're doing okay. There is, uh, like I said, possibly bringing food. We had one person who couldn't figure out how to work her camera on her computer to be able to see our online yeah. services. So we would go over and we would make sure that her camera was set up properly for her to see our, uh, our Sunday services or possibly our Wednesday ones. And anytime that we right. stream anything, even, you know, uh, for revved up. So we, that's something that we can do. It's, mm -hmm. it's many fold. So right now we actually have a request out to maybe help uh, drive somebody into church. While that is not a regular thing that we can do, which because of insurance and all that sort of thing, we, we certainly can find ways around um, to help somebody who really wants to be here and just isn't capable of doing it. So, but that's, but that's what we do. It's a wonderful ministry. Uh, and let me not forget to add that as part of pastoral care, we also have another ministry that Heather Kiss heads up as part of, yeah. as part of us, the card ministry, which yeah. I find is, vital. She sent out something like 754 cards last year. They were thinking of you cards or birthday yeah. cards or special celebrations or get well or sympathy. She has found this ministry where she reaches out to people and, and that is such a little touch to know that somebody's being thought of by receiving a card in the mail. And that to me is it's it's an amazing ministry, and I appreciate yeah. what she does so much. So that's another aspect of what we do. So. I've been here six months, oh, not quite six months, and I've already gotten, I think, three cards from Heather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's very, very special. One of the um, things, go ahead. No, I was going to, I was. Yeah, I talk a lot, but I was just going to continue with <laughs> <laughs> another another arm of pastoral care is bringing events into our parish that yeah. we that we think um, might help enrich people's lives here. And in in 
2023, we had some fabulous ones. We had, of course, our annual retreat, which was at an Ender's Island. That was in, I, um, I think it was in March last year. Uh, this year, we're going to have again another retreat coming up in late April that everybody. I was, I, you know, you know, I was on that retreat. Yes. And uh, Father Sunil, we, before I was even here, I was still rector and rector in Niantic. And right. he invited me to attend. It was a wonderful bishop. Uh, the late Bishop Griswold was yes. there. What a what, what a gift it was to have him with us. Yes, that one that one was actually two years ago. Two so, years ago. Yeah. And last year we had Dr. Barrett, who was fabulous. This uh -huh. next time we are having. Um, can't remember his last name. First name is Frank. Uh, he's going to come and do a retreat for us on centering prayer. So he's, uh, which is a focused meditative practice of prayer. And right. I think that will be so beneficial to people. We haven't confirmed the date, but it's going to be later in April. And this time it's going to be out at the Week of Hog um, Yacht Club. They have a big community room there. We're going to have it at the Week of Hog. Right. It'll, so it'll be a little bit closer for people if that had been a hindrance. Um, and so just keep your eyes open uh, for that, for uh, registration coming up for that. Good, good. But even closer, uh, two Sundays from now on January 21st, we are having Mary Kate McCarty come. She's the head of the um, uh, wellness, behavioral wellness um, oh, I can't remember the exact title, and I, I apologize for that. But this is a this is a mental health awareness outpost office that she has set up up at the old substation on Pier Street, up in the north end of town. The old, the old police substation. The yeah. old police substation, and yeah. um, several months ago, Mary Shalaba, who was one of our city yeah. councilmen, found this need for a mental health outreach to our community, which is so important because she found that the police were going, a majority of police calls were to answer mental health um, issues, right. not necessarily destructive or criminal, but just mental health issues. So she said that we needed something that can that we can have to the community that's accessible to them. So right. she, I think in coordination with her and Mary Kate, they set up this uh, wellness uh, outpost out there at the substation. So she, Mary Kate's gonna come on Sunday during coffee hour right. Um, right. and talk to us about anxiety, depression, suicide prevention and awareness. And I think that's gonna be so beneficial to our parishioners. It, it really is. You know, when I was my, in my last parish before I retired, I was on the board of the Daigle Foundation, which was founded by uh, two parents who lost their son to suicide. Mm -hmm. And it was they got very deeply involved in suicide prevention. And I was on their board for 10 years. And the, the, the void that that uh, organization filled is just uh, in, uh, amazing. Um, and I think that Wesley is going to be so well served by this new feature. The police say that almost 70 to 80 percent of the things that they get their uh, attention to are related to mental health issues. Yes, that's it. That's exactly true. And and I was surprised to learn and it's always a learning process. I was surprised to learn that on mental illness calls, they actually take a trained psychologist with them on these calls yeah. to facilitate 
whatever the issue might be, which is a fabulous resource. It's it's funded by a grant that the police department, the Wesley Police Department has set up and works through Mary Kate's office. So that is invaluable. And if we can just show, you know, if we can reach out to our community, our parishioners, awareness of this sort of thing, that that's a big part of the battle of fighting. Yeah. I think the challenges that so many of us have faced during the, you know, the, now that the pandemic has officially been declared over, but, you know, all the period of time that so many people are isolated and anxious about so many things. And I think that still has washed over into a lot of people's lives. Oh, there's a definite carryover. I mean, I, you know, that was so deep seated for so long in our community that I, it's a, there's a huge carryover to that. So, um, yeah. So I think, I think Mary Kate's presentation on Sunday, the 21st here at Christ church right. is going to be invaluable. Um, I'm hoping that she will bring with her some, uh, posters that we will be able to keep up full time around church that will have the hotline, the suicide yeah. hotline and the depression hotline so that anybody who might have an issue can give them a call. They, yeah. From what I understand, their office is open up there on Pierce Street uh, Monday through Friday during regular uh, weekday oh, that's good. office. Yeah. I think that, and I think that, you know, you going back to what you said about, I like the, the aspect of the Pastoral Care Commission where they, just their simple presence visiting people is such an important thing. I, I visited uh, a parishioner's father yesterday. He was 99 years old mm-hmm. and uh, his, his daughter, not the one who invited me to come was my wife's um, uh, sorority sister and lives here in Westerly and he's 99. And just to go there, you know, it was such a wonderful time for me. And I guess he enjoyed it too. And I think the people on the commission, they do that so well, you know, just being present with somebody. Um, it's a matter of being friendly, you know, yes, being, yeah. reaching out to people and, and, they really appreciate it. They appreciate the friendliness, the gesture of going to visit them, but they appreciate the outreach from Christ Church too, to, because these are people that that probably spent a lifetime being active here at church and just can't do it anymore. And they want to feel still a part of this community. And hopefully that's what we bring to them, that they are still a vital part of our community. We can, and you know, the good thing is that the structures that that is is set up here is that when I when the clergy meet with the pastoral care committee, we we continue to keep communications open about critical situations that you may come across uh, in your ministry that need our attention and vice versa. You know, uh, it's it's really it's it's a wonderful um, collaboration. I think that um, answers the needs that so many people have. Um, right. Uh, isolation can be a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, with with so many people interested in being part of this is really a gift. Uh, and I think that, you know, the, the, the business of uh, the, the, the events when you bring communion, now, you know, they don't, they don't always have to see this, a caller come in, but, but there are times when people want to see a clergy person and, and that's okay. But, um, a pastoral care commission is just so important. Yes. Uh, thank, thank you. I, I, I agree. I, I think it is. And we, uh, let me add this as well, that if somebody has a family member 
who is at home and is not currently receiving a friendly visit from us, please contact the office. Christy right. uh, takes down the name and phone number and then contacts myself. And then uh, through our 15 members, we can send someone out to do a friendly visit. So right. it's a matter of, you know, we can only do what, who we know about. So let us know if there is somebody out there or yourself, if there's somebody that we can go see. And, and that's a challenge more now than ever because of HIPAA laws. When people get admitted to a health healthcare institution, they don't notify us. And we, we, we sometimes people are admitted to the hospital, are treated, and then discharged before we even know that they were in. And we never knew, correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that uh, those even phone calls, you know, during the pandemic, um, one of the things I did, like, like Heather's card ministry is just so important. You know, it's so rare today that we get mail in the mail, you know, <laughs> to actually open up an envelope with a stamp on it, you know. But uh, it's sort of like a Christmas. When, when you go to your mailbox and you see a personal letter and not a bill, yeah. well, doesn't it always smile to you? Yes. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, well, thank you so much, Tammy. Um, yeah. I think that I think that Christchurch is um, well served by this commission. And, and and the other thing that people ought to be, be aware of is that there's a there's a, a code of confidentiality that guides us all the time. Your your members and the clergy, Absolutely. so that they don't have to worry about any of their issues being broadcast anywhere. Absolutely. We, we, we have had some training in that. Yes. About confidentiality that what, what we say within our meetings and who we are visiting that it, it remains private. It remains. Okay. It's so important. Um, one of the things about bringing communion or, you know, and, and of course the sacramental mi mission of the ministry, when people want to have, have someone in their family anointed, of course, father Allen and I do that, but, uh, and, and unfortunately, right now, we don't have a deacon. Um, I would love for Christ Church to have a deacon, but they're so few and far between right now um, that the, because we don't, the Pastoral Care Commission fills such an important void. Yes, um, we're, we're, we're just an extension of, of your ministry. Yes. It's like having 15 deacons. <laughs> <laughs> well, not well. Yes, just know that the Eucharistic ministers are, um, they have a different level of training to be able to administer Eucharist. Right, yeah. right, right. And we only um, have those. <laughs> yeah. We're, and, and, you know, I think as it goes as well with uh, the, the licensed Eucharistic ministers we use in church. You know, um, every so often, we the, the, the number of people ebbs and flows for various reasons. And so we're always looking for new people to, uh, you know, I, I'm not bashful about recruiting people or at least inviting people to think about being recruited. And I think that's such an important part of the parish that we, we all pitch it's in. vital to keep people um, active, yes. That's right, that's right, that's right. Well, Ben, I think uh, you've covered it, Tammy. I think uh, you have a, a great gift of being concise about the information, and I think that uh, um, it's good for people to understand that that uh, there are people here willing, ready, and able to respond to those needs in a crisis or when someone. I really think that uh, senior members of the parish uh, who feel so isolated at times 
that's such an important thing to do. Um, so we're blessed in that regard. Thank you. Thank you. Right. And I'll remind everybody again, Sunday, the 21st during coffee hour, uh, Mary Kate McCarty will be here uh, talking about her, her behavioral wellness uh, office hours. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ben. Uh, I think uh, this has been a, a good, informative uh, conversation, one that uh, fills a, a very important need in every parish's life, and particularly Christchurch Westerly. Uh, 